welcome to Dietitian Boss. My name is Libby Rothschild. I'm the CEO and founder of the Dietitian Boss Method. Our company is here to help you get started in private practice even before you think you're ready. I've created a proprietary process to help you increase visibility, create organic content, enroll clients into an offer, and learn sales skills that don't even feel salesy. Listen every week to your colleagues as they're being interviewed and we chat about their progress and success from when they got it started from zero to all the way to creating million-dollar businesses and beyond. In today's episode, I want to talk about the advantages and disadvantages of owning a business. Now, oftentimes you'll hear me and our company talking about how great private practice is. And that's true. Our clients are operating a private practice. We own a business. I worked as a private practice consultant before I created Dietitian Boss and made this company full-time. Just like in any career or profession, there are pros and cons. Now, I happen to believe that the pros outweigh the cons when it comes to being a small business owner. And I want to share a little bit about that today and then share some of my experiences as well. So the advantages of owning a business are numerous. Now, research will show that the number one reason people start their own business is to become their own boss. And that's really the independence, right? You know, you can't fire yourself, right? And you have the freedom, right? And you can make decisions that are crucial to you and your own business. And that's something that our clients love. And that's why, I mean, a big reason why I became a business owner full-time is because I wanted to be independent. And that's why we call a dietitian boss. I decided to call dietitian boss, dietitian boss, because you are a boss of yourself when you become a business operator and you make private practice work for you. Now, the second reason would be financial rewards. Now, you might know that in dietetics, based on the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics Survey and Compensation Guide, that less than 10% of dietitians earn $100,000 or more a year. And most of us are earning about 55, maybe 60, $65,000. And most of us work in a clinical setting. So 60% of dietitians work in a clinical setting, and then another 20% or so might work in long-term care, inpatient, outpatient, et cetera. The majority of dietitians are working in a hospital. Very few will work in corporate wellness, even less in academia, and the smallest portion work in private practice. I forgot food service there too, right? The food service managers and whatnot. So knowing that dietitians in private practice are in the minority, that's why I created this business. The mission is to increase the percentage of private practice operators from 8% to much more than that. And we want to be the leading source of dietitians in business and entrepreneurship, giving you the tool skills and processes that you need to operate a business. The second or third reason, right? I mentioned independence, which is being your own boss, financial rewards. You can, the earning potential is not capped. In a clinical setting, unless if you become a certified diabetes educator, which takes a thousand hours, or you become a clinical manager and those positions are few and far between, if you do get a raise or a promotion in your clinical job, it's typically, I mean, it's not normal for you to make anything near six figures. And because of that, a lot of dietitians like to earn money on the side. And some of you, your side business will become more than a side business. And most of you just don't know what's possible, which is why in the Dietitian Boss Method, I show you step-by-step how to execute on your goal and get clear and make your business become a reality because you just don't know how to do it, especially not in the online space. 
The third advantage of small business ownership is lifestyle. And that's something that we are really, that makes us stand out is that we help you design a business that works for you. Some of you want to create six figures. Some of you want to create seven figures, which is a million dollars in annual revenues, where others of you just want to have something on the side that might be recurring. So maybe that's earning a couple thousand dollars a month, something that kind of fits your lifestyle. But what the common theme is, whether you want to make a couple thousand dollars, $10,000 a month, or even a hundred thousand dollars a month, whatever the ranges and revenues that you want to create we know that you all want flexibility and you want to make your business work for you. And that means it could mean you don't work Fridays. It could mean that you work a 20-hour work week. It could mean that you start your day when you feel like and you work out and exercise on your terms and you have time for your friends and family and hobbies at your leisure and not around the clock, punching in and punching out. And so lifestyle and designing a business around your lifestyle is something that private practice affords you with that opportunity. And the difficult part, which we'll get to in a minute, is just you having to adapt to making more decisions as a business owner versus when you're an employee and you're told what to do. So it's a different mindset, which is something that you know I teach here in our programming. That's a big part of the dietitian boss method. So the other component and advantage to owning a small business would be learning opportunities. So as a business owner, you're involved in all aspects of your business. And there are numerous opportunities to gain through understanding various functions of your business, including yourself understanding your personality, understanding your interpersonal skills, communication, leadership, your values. There are so many learning opportunities that I have been faced with that have made me a better person, including staffing, hiring, retaining staff, really pushing myself to be a better leader. There have been so many struggles with running a fully remote business in the midst of what's called the great resignation, meaning it's definitely challenging to hire staff, especially staff at a managerial level. So there's been a lot of challenges with the economy, with the world, with online business, and with growing fast in our company that I've been faced with. And I enjoy challenges. And I enjoy having the chance to really use my creativity and tap into it and become a better person and role model for our clients and for our audience at large. And then the last thing, I might even put this first on the list of advantages for small business ownership would be creative freedom and personal satisfaction. The thing is, whether you're working clinical or food service, but let's just say clinical, because that one's a little easier to describe in this example, you are usually forced, and again, maybe this isn't true for all hospitals, in my experience, you are told how to educate or provide support for a client. And that client might not be ready yet for nutrition education. They might be low on the stages of change model, or you might be forced to support and advocate for nutritional philosophies that don't agree with you. And that doesn't always feel satisfying. You know, your job is to prescribe, or you might not even be able to prescribe insurance, depending on where you live and the limitations with regulations. Part of your role might be, you know, supplementation with patients, or it might be, you know, required to help people or support them with weight loss and that might not feel aligned. And so the personal satisfaction comes when you work for yourself and you're able to set your business the way you want and make the decisions based on your values and how you want to function in the world and what feels good and aligned to you. And then that means you're going to attract people who are higher on the stages of change model, whether you decide to work with them privately or you decide to work with them in some type of a hybrid, a group program, or whether you're selling passive products like a course or reoccurring revenue, like a membership, or even some 
something like an ebook or speaking, whatever it is you're doing, influencer or not, you can call the shots. And that feels really satisfying to create a business based on your values, based on who you want to see and how you want to help them. And that can be really rewarding. And if you remember Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that pyramid, self-actualization is at the very top of the pyramid. That's something I do reference in the Dietitian Boss Method in my programming. And that's also true when we're talking about advantages of small business ownership, specifically when it comes to private practice. And when you're able to really tap into your own creativity and satisfaction on a personal level, you're really reaching your full potential. And that's something that the owner of a small business can afford you that probably not going to feel anything similar in clinical. I'll say when I was in clinical, I did feel an element of personal satisfaction as a private practice consultant when I was able to develop curriculums and I was able to teach and speak. And that was my favorite element, my favorite part of my work as a dietitian. And that did feel rewarding. I will say though, that I wanted to expand my reach and I wanted to be paid more and I wanted to feel more satisfaction because I didn't feel like everybody I was teaching was super interested. They were kind of, you know, sentenced to listen to my lectures and the dental residents and the pediatric residents. And so they weren't high on that stage of change model. And so I did feel satisfied personally, but I didn't feel the highest level of personal satisfaction, which is why I decided to take my story and share it on social media to other dietitians and my colleagues. And then in creating courses and frameworks and coaching for my colleagues, I was able to achieve the highest level of personal satisfaction. Well, I would say very high. And now that I have a team and my team helps our clients and helps the mission of the business, that's actually been the highest level of satisfaction ever for me is to develop our staff and to be able to create my business based on my intellectual property, which is a dietitian boss method. So that's my journey has been so exciting and so rewarding, and it's been an absolute pleasure. And I'm so satisfied to be able to share that and transform this industry, which is mainly wrought with low paid, unhappy dietitians in a clinical office that don't have a window and that feel like, oh my goodness, you know, I spent so much time and money and energy getting my degrees and all my education and now master's degrees required and dietetic internship that's unpaid to what? Like work with people that don't want to see me and heard of and forgotten about in the clinical staff and the disciplinary team, that's how I felt. It made me feel disgruntled, unlike business, which makes me feel stimulated and challenged. So I want to move now to the disadvantages because I think it's important to be well-rounded and talk about the, you know, everything has a pro and a con, right? So there are goods and bads about everything. For example, maybe you love Florida because it's hot, but then it's also humid. And so it's hard to have a good hair day, right? So again, there's nothing that's perfect. And so when we talk about disadvantages, I think the number one disadvantage of small business is risk because entrepreneurship means risk. And so I notice when I'm working through our clients and they're trying to get to the next level, right? They're maturing in their business, they're scaling their companies, they're gaining more clients, or they're just getting started. There's an element of risk that feels vulnerable. And especially when it comes to financial risk, because the financial resources that are needed to start and grow your business can be exhausting. And if you are going to start your business, there is typically a financial investment. I mean, I know we are, now we have programmer Rebellion, that is a much lower investment for those of you that we want to make starting your business more accessible. And if you want a higher level of our support and coaching more of our time, that is a much higher investment because that's a resource that will help you have a very large return on investment long-term by laying down the needed foundations that you can build on to be able to have a profitable, sustainable business. And so committing to starting your business, some people take out loans, other people will use their resources, much like in investing into your schooling to become a dietitian. That's no different than when you're investing to start your business and you're investing to grow and operate your business. So the financial risk is at all levels when you're starting and then when you're hiring your staff and then depending on how you want to grow your business and to what that'll look 
look like will require more risk and more financial risk. So there's no guarantees because when you're your own boss, you're making those decisions and you can grow and you can learn how to make decisions with experience and time. And it all comes with you developing a growth-oriented mindset. So the second disadvantage, and again, I don't love the word disadvantage because I would call this an opportunity, but I'm just trying to be as transparent as possible, would be stress. So as the business owner, you are the business. And sometimes between dealing with staff, if you have staff, even if it's a virtual assistant, or if you have a full-time employee, if you're in a group practice, maybe you have dietitians who are supporting your clients, or if you're in a different type of business, you might have an office manager. We have a director of operations, project manager, sales associate. We have a staff, I think, I believe now nine people. There's responsibilities. And you have to start to think about paying and making sure that you can pay your employees, pay them well, make sure that they're satisfied. And there's stress when it comes to customer problems, making sure that you are giving your clients a great experience. I know we've had, especially with COVID, a lot of clients needed extensions because they've had deaths, family situations, like issues. And we've had to really do what we can to make people happy. And it's taken a lot of staff resources in order to do that. And that's something that causes some stress as far as how I'm able to allocate my resources appropriately to still support growth, but also make sure that everybody's happy. So those are the types of things that can cause stress, no matter what your offer is, whether it's a membership, private coaching, group practice, whatever model you operate in your business, there will be stress in dealing with developing processes and dealing with sales and hitting your numbers and dealing with learning new things about your financial statements, working with CPAs, regulation and legal compliances. Again, if you've got a staff you have to pay them. And if you've got staff from other states, you have to learn what the laws are, the tax laws for other states. There are elements of complexity with being a business owner that you have to take in mind as you grow. Now, if you stay at a level where you don't have employees and you're working with contractors, then you also still need to be clear with what the regulations are and making sure you're practicing within your scope so that you will be within compliance of tax law. And again, if you live in another country, we have a lot of listeners from Canada and Australia and many other countries, and we serve dietitians all over the world, you just want to make sure you check with your territory and your state and your country and make sure that you are being compliant within the governing regulations of where you live. The next two pieces, there's two other disadvantages here, and that would be time commitment. So this is the paradox is that people start a business so that they can spend more time with their families. And in running a business, if you don't set boundaries, it can be extremely time consuming. And and here's why oftentimes, and this is something I've struggled with and something our clients struggle with is hiring. How do you hire? Who do you hire? When do you hire them? What do you do if they don't work? And so it's absolutely possible to work less in your business. And that's something that we show our clients in our executive level program when they're looking to scale after they've been able to enroll clients consistently into their programming. The issue at more advanced stage is that you do need to put in the time and effort to make your business work and you need to create boundaries and you need to create processes and you need to learn delegation. So time commitment is listed as a disadvantage I would call it mindset. I really would. I would say it's the mindset of knowing what is it that you're building? How can you have people help you? And what skills do you need to brush up on so that you can empower staff and you can empower people and learn about automations and tech integrations so that you can remove yourself from elements of the business? And that's something that we teach every single day to our clients. And it's something that dietitians just don't understand. It's been hard for me as well. It's been one of my challenges, especially with the fast growth of dietitian boss is to make decisions about hiring. At one point we hired, I believe four employees in one quarter and it was a lot. 
it was a lot of things to think about all at once, trying to onboard and make people feel comfortable in the staff, but also make sure we're doing our due diligence to serve our clients to the best possible way. So figuring out the time commitment and what to prioritize and the mindset to delegate are all noted as disadvantages. And I would call them opportunities in small business ownership. And the last thing I want to talk about today is undesirable duties. And this is something that comes up so much. And I do believe it's closely tied with the time commitment piece. So when you start your business. For those of you who haven't gotten started yet, or you're still in that beginner stage, you're going to be responsible for doing or overseeing just about everything that needs to get done during the beginning phases of your business. And sometimes you can get a little bogged down in the details that you don't enjoy. Right. And that could be maybe it's posting on social media. And I don't mean like creating the content. I mean, actually posting the image if you don't have, even if you have it auto posted, it's auto scheduling, it's the admin, it's the emails, it's the back and forth. You're probably the one doing that at the beginning. And even if you hire, meaning you have help, if somebody gets sick, or they quit, or they need to be fired, or they move, or something happens, you are ultimately responsible for all of the duties and responsibilities in the company. Even if you have staff in place, you are responsible. So there's going to be a point in time when you're going to have to perform unpleasant tasks that you don't like, whether it's picking up the slack for the emails and things if you're understaffed or things aren't working, because that's the reality of a business owner, or you have to fire someone. You have to fire them because it didn't work out, or something happened and they're not a fit. And it's really uncomfortable comfortable. And it's one of the most uncomfortable things in business. I've written about firing people before and my work is published in Forbes. If you check on our highlights on Instagram at Dietitian Boss, you'll see the article I wrote about how to fire somebody tactfully and be kind and empathetic because it's really a terrible thing. Whether you're hiring an employee or a contractor, it's gut-wrenching experience to let somebody go. And that I would say is a huge learning opportunity. I don't want to say disadvantage. I would say it's uncomfortable and it's part of growth and it's definitely uncomfortable. And again, it just goes with the nature. When you are your own boss, you have to do boss things. And if somebody's not a fit, you have to let them go. And so now that I've given you a summary of the advantages and disadvantages, I'm going to recap them again. An advantage would be number one, independence. You get to be your own boss. Number two, financial reward. There's no cap on income. Number three, lifestyle. You can make the business work for you. Take the days and times off that you want. There's also learning opportunities and creative freedom and personal satisfaction. Disadvantages include risk, financial risk specifically, stress for responsibility, time commitment, and mindset of delegation. And then finally, undesirable duties like firing people or covering for staff or doing the tasks if you didn't get the chance to delegate them. So I hope this was helpful in giving you an understanding about what it's like to be a business owner, even if you're not yet at that stage where you're hiring and you're not yet really scaling your practice, these are the elements you can look forward to as you continue in your private practice journey. We are so excited to offer you support in our various programs. If you identify as a beginner and you're looking to lay down the foundations, our society program might be a great fit for you. I encourage you to go to dietitianboss.com under group coaching and apply for our experience, our transformative experience based off of my proprietary system called the Dietitian Boss Method. Additionally, we offer a higher level program called Executive to help you hire and manage a staff as you expand and scale your program, whether you're offering a membership, course, group programming, private coaching, or a combination of various different offerings. We're here to help you on your journey with developing processes and implementing the operational foundation that you need 
to reach your goals. A lot of our clients want to work 20 hours or less a week. And we're so proud to say that we've helped them achieve that goal. And you'll hear their stories on this podcast. Make sure to stay tuned and apply if you're looking for support to get there faster and meet some colleagues along the way who share your same growth mindset.